This episode was recorded on the land of the Jar Jar Rung. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. And we'd also like to pay our respects to any traditional owners listening to this episode. Welcome back to another episode. Whoa, 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 what's the go? Okay, so we've had some feedback and it turns out that every single episode we've ever recorded starts with, hey, welcome to another episode of Country Creatives. And turns out that we don't really need to do that. We should change it up. I think we should change it up. That's what I'm saying. That's why I rudely interjected in your welcome line. I think we need a new intro. Well... What are we going to, how are we going to go about this? I know there's a few boobers, there's lots of heaps of cool podcasts that actually do really interesting things at their intros. But what I want to do is throw it out to our audience. Instagram is the place to give us these ideas. What we want from you is what do you think we should start our episodes with? And I don't want to hear any nonsense about you are the country creatives, your creative people come up with your own idea. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I want to hear from our creative community what do you think we should start our episodes with yeah i'm intrigued it, make it challenging make it fun i don't know i, yeah. I wonder what where people take this i'm thinking like imagine if someone said i want you to read a creative headline from a local regional newspaper before every episode or i don't want to steal anyone's idea i'll put it out there first <laughs> if you put that idea on instagram you can own it <laughs> yeah i'll give you if you put that if you talk to us on instagram you can own anything because <laughs> we want more engagement but hey that's right oh i'm reese by the way oh and i'm caleb if you didn't know already yeah the content of this episode is about meetings and presenting yeah. and it follows on from yeah, the pitching and proposals episode that we did. Remember, we, we did this thing, Reese, where we said, hey, in the next episode, we'll talk about how to run a really good meeting, and we never did it. Yeah, and then our producer, Amy, goes, hey, guys, where, where's this next episode? <laughs> and we hadn't recorded this, it. This is it. This is the episode you've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, so we, we made it. We've, we've structured yes. this discussion yes. so that we can get through it in half an hour, just yes, like have. you might like to structure a meeting. So, <laughs> Caleb, tell me, what is the okay. first thing to structure in a meeting? All right, we've got this U-Butte meeting structure template for you, and we're going to run through them all, and then we'll revise them and then work out what it's going to look like when in it different meetings. So the meeting structure template starts with one, setting the agenda. Yes, that's right. So setting agenda means writing out what you need to discuss in the meeting. Yes. And I loved your little saying that you told me before. Oh, yes. I, I stole it off a meme or something. <laughs> but basically it is, no agenda, me no attender. <laughs> and great. you know why that's such a good hard-cutting one-liner is because meetings without agendas, it can go around in circles, it can go for an hour and a half, it just could go on forever. It's literally the worst. I hate those meetings. Everyone, you've probably definitely been in one at the very least. Yeah, I've led one without an agenda yeah, too. Yeah, me too. It happens. They're the worst. But what's good in an agenda? So you need to have how long the meeting's going to be, what are the things you need to cover off on, potentially who's talking to each line item of your agenda. Yeah. It's, it doesn't have to be super structured. Sometimes like for a project control group or a steering committee, there might be a really succinct and specific agenda with heaps of detail. Yeah. But I find it quite easily just to do a dot point list yeah. with the, the one line of a topic with yep. who's talking to that. Yep. And 
really simple version for any meeting. Every meeting should have an agenda, but really simple version is you could even put the structure of your meeting in the agenda. For example, the, the next few points in our meeting structure template here, you could just run through those. What's going to happen? You don't need even need the detail. If it's more of a discovery meeting, you could be just saying in this meeting, we're going to get to know a little bit about each other. We are going to talk through what problems you're experiencing. We are going to summarize all that and package it up. And I'm going to share with you what it looks like next. What are the next steps? Yeah, beautiful. That, that is an agenda. Yeah. And you've started off by talking about a discovery meeting and we're going to get to all the different types of meetings, but this is the kind of structure template you should follow for most meetings with slight changes. Yeah, totally. What's next? What's number two? Yeah, story time. Story time. I love this. It's a way that helps me remember the first thing I need to do and it's really about discovering. So in a lot of meetings, you want to be sure that everybody knows, one, what the purpose of the meeting is. Um, but then you uh, uncover any unknowns. So if I'm going to use an example, I'll go back to the discovery call. In a discovery call, story time, I kick off with that and I say to the client, we're going to start a bit of story time. I want to know about your business, your role within it briefly, and what has got you to this meeting. The purpose of story time is to understand in a lot of meetings, not everyone, but a lot of meetings, there'll be some unknowns. So it's really about giving the the client, if you're running a client meeting, giving them the space to uh, speak and feel understood so that they don't sit there for half an hour while you're blabbering on thinking, man, I, I, I really want to speak. <laughs> I, I'm a bit unsure about if this person understands me, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and it, it might be... At a discovery meeting, it might be quite long. You want to have a big lengthy discussion about who you are, who we are, how it all fits, and you go back Mm. and forth. But sometimes it might be as simple as, all right, I've scheduled this meeting so that we can look at a draft concept. And I'm jumping across to a different type of meeting Yeah, that's good. This is story time, right? Yeah, still in story time. You go, this is the purpose of this meeting. What are your expectations? Is there anything you're looking to get out of this meeting as well? You can open up a two-way line of discussion. Yes, that's so good. So that's that's story time. We'll get into some more details. Number three is content. This is the body of your meeting. In this stage, you're literally just working through that agenda that you set at the start. So whether the meeting is a discovery meeting, you might be looking to unpack the problem that the client's having and really get to the, the nuts and bolts of are they going to be a good fit for you and can you help them? That would be the body of that meeting. What would the body of another meeting be, Reese? I was just thinking it's usually the agenda informs all of the things that you need to touch on, that you need yep. to discuss. Yep. If you leave the meeting, you're like, oh, we forgot to talk about timelines. Mm. That can be problematic because you mm-hmm. might not get all those people in the room again who need to comment on that. So having an agenda and working through the body of the content mm. makes sure that you check all the boxes and you've yep. asked all the questions that you need to ask and the prompts that the client need to get information back to you potentially. Yeah, this is literally getting into the content and the purpose of the actual meeting that you're in and it could often be the largest part of your meeting. Yeah, that's right. Once you've worked through all that content, you come into that the last stage, the final stage of a meeting where you're summarising and you're probably taking notes, you should be taking notes, or maybe you're using some kind of AI feature to document the meeting. I'll talk more about that in a moment. Yes. Summary is, okay, 
we've had a big meeting, we've discussed A, B, C, D, let's just recap. We need to do these actions from A, we need to do these actions from B, and mm. you will just methodically run through who needs to do what in the next steps. Yeah, so that's summary. Number four is summary. And the last one is, as Reese said, next steps. So after you've summarized what we've covered and you've confirmed in that summary, you can use it to confirm that you've covered everything that's in the agenda. But then the last step, next steps, is what's going to happen next? Who's got some action items and what is going to happen after this meeting? Mm. And we get to some important points later about what should be included in next steps or how to go about formalising next steps. But what I wanted to ask, and I'm going off the agenda here, (laughs) just to throw it up, mate, keep it conversational. (laughs) What's the best length of a meeting? Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of uh, um, postulating on this topic. I always book half-hour meetings, um, but I've heard booking 25-minute meetings, even less than that, is better. For someone whose job it is to have a lot of meetings, you want to be booking meetings that are much shorter in time So you might be in a culture where an hour meeting is standard and most meetings you start with how everyone's weekend was and you talk about planetary alignment and what you've learnt in your your break time. Discuss your star signs (laughs) for the week. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The point is that a lot of meetings have a lot of fluff in them. So this structure, using a structure like this is one, that's going to help you a lot. But setting a meeting time that is a bit shorter than standard, you're still going to be able to get everything done in that meeting. I assure you, if you have a solid structure and a flow, you'll be able to get everything done and you'll have more time in your day. Yeah. I'm getting quite well known for the the half hour meeting. And if someone schedules it for an hour, I'll get through everything in half. And I'm like, all right, I've got to go to the next meeting now. (laughs) And I'll just bail out because it's all been done. But an interesting point for discussion is I find that project meetings Mm. and human relations and setting up a really good positive relationship with your client, they don't have to be the same thing sometimes. Like, I might talk with a colleague or a client and I might just call them up and, and I've only got one or two questions, but we'll have a bit of a yarn and we'll just go over what have you been up to, how's business, yeah. and I'm building the relationship. Yeah. But we're not trying to solve all the world's problems in that moment. Yep. When we're having a meeting, a formal meeting with all the people at the table, I want to get to the point. I want to run oh, through the yeah. agenda. And yep. if we've got time at the end, sure, let's have a little chat or yep. let's pick up the phone another time. But I don't really like to have them cross over because it gets confusing, it gets lengthy, and it draws it out. And there'll be some people in that meeting that start to resent you because you're wasting their time. They don't have the time to have a catch-up chat, and some people don't care about that. You and I do. But it's very important for people who have a really high value for relationships to make sure that they're not bringing that into the wrong space and disrespecting people's time because they just love to connect with people. Meetings are often not the place to connect with people. Yeah, there's a time and place to connect with people and and a a meeting where you've got an agenda, you help to steer it in the right way. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Great point, love that. Okay, so we're gonna go through some different types of meetings now. So the structure, I better summarize. The structure, for those of you who weren't writing these down, meeting structure template is one, set the agenda, two, story time, three, content or the body of the meeting, four, summary, and five, next steps. There's five steps. There are five points to the meeting structure template. So 
that this can look pretty different in different types of meetings, right? And we're going to run through some common meetings that we have in a pretty logical flow of debatable, man. Oh, how really? logical it is. <laughs> we're men, we run on logic. <laughs> First meeting we're going to go through might have been a bit of a generalized statement there. <laughs> the first one we're going to go through discovery meeting. Do you have discovery meetings, Reese? Yeah, so I've got a couple of different jobs happening at the moment. Okay. So right. let's talk about Finacho Station. Yes. Discovery meeting is they have to fill out a form with yeah. a couple of basic details. Yeah. They schedule a chat with me via Calendly. We pick up the phone and we talk for 15 minutes. Ooh, 15. Nice. That's what I've got it set as a template. Good. And it often doesn't even last that long. It's Wowzers. like, hey, what's up? I've seen that you've put this in. I've got two questions. We run through. I learn a little bit more and I go from there. Is it an ideal fit? Maybe I'll refer them somewhere else. Maybe we make a plan to have another catch-up to go into more details and potentially right. leading into the the next stage. But your discovery meetings are yeah. a bit different. Yeah, mine are a little bit different. Two one-and-a-half-hour ones, and the goals are twofold. It is to discover whether the client's going to be a good fit, like you said, but the second one is to build rapport and make sure that they feel understood, like I understand them. The purpose for that is if they are a good fit for us, then I need them to trust me and I need to build trust as fast as I can. And one of the good ways to do that is to make people feel understood and like you have all of the information that you need to determine the next step. So in my discovery meeting, I do have the agenda that I set out. I And I take control right at the start. And that's a really important part is taking control of a meeting makes people feel comfortable and at ease. I'm often talking to business owners, managers, leaders. And a crazy thing that happens in a meeting full of leaders is that if someone isn't leading it very effectively, someone else is going to take over. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's not great for you <laughs> if you have a very specific yeah. way of working. Yeah. But if you can't articulate that yeah. or show them that you have a way, they, it can be derailed. It can be derailed so quick. And this is where it's so important. The, the best way to grab control is to say, after you've said, hey, thanks so much for jumping on Zoom with me, or hey, thanks for catching up with me. I've got a bit of an agenda that I like to run through on these discovery meetings. Is it okay for me to do that? That's my line at under one minute of a discovery meeting because the person on the other end is thinking, does this guy have a process or are we just going to chat through stuff? I've got somewhere to get to. Like I need to get this information done, uh, this meeting over with as soon as possible. And me saying that line gives them confidence and lets them go, all right, I'm going to relinquish control to Caleb because he knows what he's doing. The alternative to that of someone needing to go somewhere really quickly is someone might have nowhere to be. And they've got an hour and a half to just sit around and chat about all of their business problems and how so-and-so <laughs> had this issue with their dog and you know, um. Totally. I just mentioned the dog because I've got oh, Poppy in here with me. Yeah, we haven't even acknowledged there's no elephant in the room, but there is a dog in yeah, the room. Yeah, she just got a haircut <laughs> and I brought her along because I'm running around like a headless chook. Oh, great. So if she doesn't bark throughout this whole thing, I'll be slightly surprised, but I want to bring her into the profile picture of this episode. Oh, and we'll do a, an Instagram reel after this and she'll be in there. 
Yeah, cool. Great. Okay, I, I don't really know how I derailed your episode you, notes no, right then. you derailed it by presenting the idea that someone could derail a meeting. Wow. <laughs> but luckily for us, we actually have a list of the different types of meetings that we want to run you through right now. Yes, so if we, we can do. just get back to the <laughs> third point on the list, which is project kickoff and the yeah. onboarding meeting. Tell me a little bit more about that, Caleb. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've skipped one, which is the pitch or sales meeting. Oh, oh damn. We can go back. We'll yeah, go back. We'll one. go back to it. All right. So we've talked a little bit about a discovery meeting. Let's go in order. Later. Don't let me derail yeah, yeah. your process. No, I'm, I'm going in order. Okay, Don't you worry. The next one is a pitch or sales meeting. This for me comes after I've had the discovery meeting. I've put together a proposal, which we talked about in the last episode. So if you haven't listened to that, it was probably a couple of episodes ago. Yes. It was about pitches and proposals. I've put that together. I've sent it. And now I'm giving them a call to say, hey, about that proposal. Give me your thoughts, questions, queries. Yeah, you want to close the deal too. You're that's trying a, to. That's a closer meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I've sent you. Here's what we propose to do. Do you need to change it? How does it fit with what you were expecting? You yep. know. Yeah. What do we need to do to start working together? Yeah, that's exactly. Those are great questions, and that is literally. I need that to be under a ten minute meeting. Even if it's five minutes, that's a winner. I'm generally calling them and saying, have you had a chance to look through the proposal? How does it land with you? When are you ready to press go? Yeah, what and do we need to do to, to yeah. sign on the dotted line? Yeah, and it's literally, they might have some questions. Oh, yeah, how does finance work? Blah, 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 blah. I go, all you need to do, jump back on that proposal, click sign, and then this is the process from there. So that meeting's real quick. Yeah, you need to lead that one very confidently, though. So my goal in that one is to uncover any doubts or questions that they have, anything that's blocking them from signing on the dotted line. Yeah, I think we've had an episode about having difficult discussions in business and finance was one of those. True. This is that moment where you go, this is the price, this is the process. Yeah. This is where we go from here. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, so that one's pretty straightforward. Now let's jump ahead to where I had already jumped. Oh, great. That which coincidentally is the next thing on the list. Yeah, project kickoff and onboarding meeting. Great. Why don't you run me through what that looks like for you? For me, if so, you've, you sort of understand a lot about, about the client. Or yeah, they've signed on the dotted line. They're ready to go. You go, all right, we're jumping into the process. Yep. The first step is blank, depending on what industry you're in. For me, it's about, all right, here are the artists that I think would be really great for the project. Here's the direction of the artwork. Here are some of the specs. Here's the things we need to think about. Here's our timeline. The weather looks bad, so we're going to push it to here. Mm. You're really jumping into the nuts and bolts of this is how we're going to deliver. Yeah. And it's a details meeting, right? In onboarding for us, we're saying we're introducing the client to the producer. So a lot of times that's not me. I'll say, hey, this is your producer. Let's get clear on all the details of the project so that we have everything we need to start either concept development or scripting. And that's really our delivery method. So when you're talking about artists, setting up artists and stuff, you're gathering all the details you need to line up all the pieces so that you can get into the production of that concept and then the painting. It's, a, it's like a pre-production meeting. You yeah. And onboarding is an interesting word, and I don't know if everyone's really aware of that. Onboarding can mean a lot of different things, but in this instance, it's like bringing them into your workflow and process, right? Yes, 100%. So that they know exactly what's coming up, what you need from them, so that you've got everything you need to go to the next stage. 
And you can still in that meeting, this is a great one to use a really structured agenda and to set that at the start. You go, thanks so much for jumping on. I have a bit of a agenda for these meetings. Let me run that through with you now. And we're going to do this and that. Let's start off with introductions. And then you get into the body of your meeting. Yeah, perfect. So you've done your onboarding meeting you've kicked off the project, Hmm. the next meeting that might come down the line, depending on your timeline, and usually a really good way to structure a series of meetings at that early stage is to be like, okay, for this process, we have two rounds of revisions. Hmm. So you might not schedule the exact date in, but you Hmm. might say, we're going to have two in-person meetings to review the content that are included in the price. And the concept development meeting is one of those. And obviously your concept will develop more and more for each of the meetings. So they can tweak and change depending. And you might only have one discovery meeting, one pitch and one project kickoff, but you might have multiple concept development meetings. Yeah. And it depends on the size and scope of your project. Our concept development meeting would be our pre-production meeting. It's literally where we've got all the details we needed in that kickoff call. And between that meeting and this one, we've developed a script. So for an interview video, that could be a key messages document which is a bit different than a script or it could be a video script and we are presenting that as a concept to the client and saying give us your feedback yeah perfect and i've got a i've got a pretty good example that i might have mentioned before for me the concept development meetings can be the trickiest. You're Mm. not just listening to the problem anymore. Mm. You're actually taking the problem and you're showing them how you're going to address the problem and how that looks in a creative vision type of way, which is super hard for some people who are in business and they will say, I don't have a creative bone in my body. You're like, (laughs) well, I'm going to have to work extra hard to explain the shit out of this because, or (laughs) maybe they say that and they don't actually mean it. But some people you have to work really hard to convince them of your creative idea because like we're talking to creatives right now, I think. Mostly. And they can probably visualize when yes. we say the vision is we're going to yeah. do this. And you're like, oh, I, I can see, see that. It. Yeah. A lot of people in business might go, oh, I can't really, I can't see it. Yeah. Or they may not see anything ever. So they may just be someone, and I've had a client in the past, really good client that said, look, I, if you present an idea like that to me, I can't visualize it. I can't imagine it. That's no good to me. You know? Yeah. So what are you going to do? to run them through a journey of your creative interpretation of their problem or the problem solving. Mm, Yeah, and that's a real challenge. You need to bring resources to that. You need to have good questions to ask and you need to have good assets to explain. So that's where we bring in visual aids like a mood board. Definitely the video script helps with that because you can see what it sounds like and what it looks like written down. And so that really helps someone who doesn't have the imagination uh, capability uh, yet, (laughs) hasn't developed it maybe, um, to actually see and imagine and be able to sign off on it because that's the end goal is you're not trying to have a fun little dreaming session. You are trying to get the client to sign off on the concept so you can make the thing. Yeah, and if you're a graphic designer, you might be showing multiple versions and this version might be a little bit more tailored to a specific market and another version might be a little bit more tailored to the left of that or to the right of that and some people present heaps of options and absolutely confuse the shit out of the client. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Picking out what you show them is really crucial because it'll define where the creative goes from there, which is yep. super important. Yeah, and this is something that's common across nearly every creative industry, I'd say. Even if you're a chef, for example, you're like, oh, I don't have concept development meetings. Of course you do. Say you're making a new menu, you've got to get that uh, thing signed off by the head chef, right? You bring in some ideas and you are presenting those as concepts for why that dish should be on the menu. So for a chef, maybe obviously, I don't know, I would think it's obvious that to showcase your ideas, you would do a little tasting platter potentially. Yeah, you could. To say, hey, this is a concept of how seafood and ice cream match. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And it, it, But I say that to ex- explain that I think this is applicable across every creative industry. But one thing I want to ask you, Reese, is what kind of questions do you want to stay away from in this kind of meeting? And what questions should you be asking to get good feedback? Yeah. Stay away from broad and vague questions. If you ask someone, what do you think about colour? They will just go on a complete tangent about how they really connect to blue. So make the, actually, now that I think about it, make the logo blue. But if you say to them, hey, we've got these two colours that we're tossing up. It's between blue and green. And we think blue says this and we think green says this. Let me give a little bit more detail to it. Blue, it connects a bit more to the professional industries. If we look at all the logo scape, I'm a graphic designer again in this instance, (laughs) the blue, you can see that these types of industries use blue, whereas over at green, that's a bit more organic and flowy and it feels a little bit more human-centered. And so here's the landscape of all the logos that are in green. And then you put that in front of them and you say, what do you think, blue or green? And already blue and green both work. Yeah. It probably doesn't even matter which one they choose, but the illusion of choice is even more powerful (laughs) than giving them unlimited choice. Yeah, because all of this, we're talking about meetings and how to structure them really well, but the end goal is to give the client a great experience and for you to have a great experience and to get the outcome that both of you want, the win. So providing that really good meeting structure and asking good questions like that provides a level of safety and security and enjoyment in a process rather than just going, oh, yeah, this is what I think. What do you think? What do you think? Oh, no, what do you think? It's what will be the best option for your business. Yeah, when we're thinking about your brand, which one works better for your brand? Yeah, which one talks to your audience, which is... ABC audience. You, you dial in and, and show them that you're the professional and you're considering really yep. deeply how their well-spent money is going to turn into results. Yeah. A pet peeve of mine is for myself and for any of my staff when they're leading a meeting or asking for feedback saying, this is what we've done. I'm keen to hear what you think. We are the ones leading the creative concept development, the production. We're leading. So if you are the creative that's been engaged to create something, don't create something and then ask just a blank, wide open question, what do you think? You need to be presenting what you think the best option is and then giving, like you said, sometimes the illusion of choice. But sometimes literally it is a choice. You go, I really love both of these ideas or concepts or scripts or whatever, I need your feedback. And I like to acknowledge that where the zone of genius is with the client and make them feel like they're actually part of the process by saying something like, 
We're the experts in video, but we're not the experts in your business. You are. So we need mm-hmm. your input on the parts of this that are uniquely you. We're presenting a video about you. So I want to know, does this script sound like you? Does it present you in the best light? Is it something your industry would say? I ask those type of questions, not like what what lens should we use for this shot? You, are you happy with a wide angle here? They don't care. They don't care. They don't know. Don't ask them those questions. But you might be able to put like a crop shot next to a wide angle shot and go, okay, these two shots could both work, but what do you think represents you? I think if you explain to them how two different visuals can connect to your audience in two different ways and let them choose on that more minute level Mm. with the background and also they're paying you a lot of money and they want to have affected in some way. Yeah, they want to be involved, right? Yeah. So probably choosing between the wide and the close-up is a bit of a token example. But the one you gave was really good with the colours. That's a big choice in in the client's mind for sure. And if you pick two things that you really like and you're happy with either, then it's really a win-win situation. They get to have a limited level of input and they get to have some say in it Mm -hmm. and you don't get really ridiculous questions. If you're not getting feedback and you're not getting input that you want out of a client, you'll get input that you may not want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's totally right. I was just going to take it back a little bit and connect number two on our meeting structure, which is story time, to the concept development stage. And I've got an example, which I might have talked about before. I'm ready. So at the concept development stage, sometimes you need to take them on a journey. Yeah. It's not just, here's the thing, what do you think? Answer this question. Yeah. It can be, you can get really great results by prefacing yep. here's the thing with here's the journey to the thing. Yeah, this is how we made all these choices. This is what they mean. This is what they're saying. Now here's the thing. Yeah, and I've got the example I've got is actually a mural that was completed by Chris Duffy in Bendigo on the Golden Vine Hotel. And if you're from Bendigo, you'll know it. If you're not, come and visit, check it out. <laughs> check it out on Take a selfie view. and tag <laughs> us. I love it. Yeah. But what we were facing, and I'm pretty comfortable sharing this story out loud because it, it, we got a really great outcome. And I think everyone acknowledges that the approach really helped us to get there. Yeah, good. So we were having a bit of trouble. Chris, Duffy and I were presenting some concepts to the client, AB concepts of, of the visual. And we were just plopping it out on the table and going, all right, here's the, here's the different pictures. Here's what they mean. Here's how we can tweak them to make them a bit more custom. And we were just met with a lot of, mm, I'm not, I don't know. I'm just not sure. I, class. Oh my God. This is one of those cringy things. Everyone's like, I, I'll just know it when I see it or uh, something like that. Uh, so unhelpful. We're just not there yet. And, but <laughs> it's putting myself in the client's perspective is of course they don't. They yeah, don't know the how to articulate creative concepts through language when they just don't have those skills. And I realized it was a bit of a pitfall of mine. I was like, to get this over the line, I'm going to have to take him on the journey. Mm. So Chris and I went back and we formulated a new mural. And to the client's credit, thank you, we weren't there yet. Yeah. But he couldn't tell us how Mm. and we couldn't tell him how. He just knew we weren't there yet. Mm. And when I, on reflection, I'm like, yeah, we probably weren't there yet. So we went back and we had to think a lot more about all of the things that he'd let us know about, all of the things that this mural needed to represent, and it was a long list. Make mm-hmm. it include everything. Sure. 
So we went back and analysed all of those and thought, how can we put these into a mural that, that takes the viewer on a journey? And by doing that, we created a mural that had all these little elements to it that was really quite interesting. So if you go and have a look at this mural or check out our Insta, and when I went back and presented it, I zoomed in ultra crop on each element of the mural that represented a part of the story. And I put them in an order that kind of went as a journey. Mm. So I said, all right, we're at the Golden Vine Hotel. And we did some community outreach. And what we found was some really interesting stories about how people met here. They had their first kiss here. They got married after meeting here at an open mic or at a gig or by the bar or whatever it was. And so that's when we zoomed in on this picture of a man and a woman kissing, just a super tight crop. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Next page. <laughs> and you're an establishment that prides itself on having live music and open mic nights. And so we zoomed in on the very ultra crop of the microphone being dropped by the man. He's like, oh, okay. And I can see him like wiggling in his seat, like, <laughs> show me it, show it to me. But there was some more. <laughs> the golden vine, it's an establishment of prestige. And we zoomed in on the gold leaf lettering that said love because we're about love for the community and putting back into the community and we want to bring that out in the mural. And he's just getting all kinds of worked up. He's like, <laughs> I could see he was excited, but there was more. We zoomed in again and there was a king and a queen of cards being dropped by the woman or the man, I can't remember exactly. And so we zoomed in on that and this is a homage to we're on King and Queen Street, two uh, historic streets of yes. Bendigo, which he's plonked right in the middle of. And by this stage, this is that's the journey of the story. If you look into the mural, you see all these things if, if you care to look. But it, by this stage, it didn't matter what the overall thing looked like. He was hook, line and sinker. <laughs> yes. We bring the full thing, the mock-up. And yeah. then I, we went to the nth, nth degree of mocking it up really beautifully so that yeah. there was no way he could say no. We popped it up on screen and he was just like, <laughs> smashed his hand on the table and he's just like, yep, <laughs> that's the one. And it, there was not a single change from there. Right. We, we just went with it. So going from an absolute struggle to sell the concept through to doing it just with absolute ease, mm. it took a bit of work and it took a bit of brain power yeah. and it took a little bit of presenting skills and mm. coming up with a PowerPoint and all that kind of stuff. But if I had have done that from the very get-go, I probably would have made a better presentation. Mm. I probably would have explained the concept better and probably would have spent way less time mm. butting my head against the wall trying to push through concepts that didn't quite fit the yeah. mould of what he's asking for anyway. Yeah, that's genius, and I love that story. And it brings us to a good rounding out of this episode. What are some important things to take note of and to do when we're talking about meetings? So some takeaways. Caleb, Caleb. What? You've missed the final type of meeting. Oh, no. And it's lucky that we've got an agenda because we can just quite easily jump back to that. <laughs> so there is one other type of meeting that we have to look at. And maybe yes. that was one of them, closing oh, yeah. out the meeting. 100%. Yeah. So the last type of meeting that I just glossed over there is closing approval meeting. So this is where you've done plenty of concepts. You might have done the whole thing for in our sense of video. Like we've produced this thing. They've approved the concept where we've produced it, we're into post-production delivery method mode uh, and we need them to give us the final, yep, this is great, it's done. 
Yeah, export the files. Yes. Send them over. Yes. We'll pay the bill. Yes. You know, you, at what point are they going to drag it on forever and keep oh, making changes? Boy. No, you need to have a closing out meeting. Yes, you need to get that final meeting with a tick in the box. So this one's really great. It's same deal as the discovery meeting. You really want to be leading from the start. And as Reese was saying, creating that agenda and coming in with a plan means that you're going to be able to walk them through a journey. You're going to be able to get constructive feedback if there, hopefully there isn't any, that's the dream situation, right? They go, this is wonderful. This is exactly what we needed, love. And then you need to be confident with... It's done. It's done. Here it is. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that commonly come up. We could talk forever about this, which we won't. But there's often the point where this concept of getting a project to 100% is like the impossible task. You could get a project to 95% done, and this is specifically appropriate for video. You could get it to 95% done, and that should actually be the goal. If you the, that final five percent is usually details like continuity details, like someone has watched it a hundred times and they're picking up that there's a fly on the glass in the back corner of the room when there shouldn't be. Uh, and so this is where you have the hand in leading and guiding the client to go. This is the type of feedback we need and making sure that you don't drag it on too long so that you're trying to hit 100% when you really should only be hitting 95 because what they want is the outcome, the thing that you're producing is going to achieve and so people can get stuck in the weeds there at the final meeting. Yeah, definitely. Now we scheduled this recording to go for 45 minutes, Caleb, and we? we're, we're coming across <laughs> that number pretty soon. And <laughs> I think because we've got an agenda for this meeting, for this recording, <laughs> yeah. we're going to have to rush through a few of the important things to consider. Yeah. But again, it's a perfect example of why you should know what you're getting into before you step into a meeting or yes. in our case, a 100%. recording. Let's jump in and recap on what are the important things to consider throughout all of that, the template, the different types of meetings. What do you got to keep you, in your you back of your mind? You could call this a summary, Reese. Step four of the, the meeting agenda, we're about to head into the summary. So important things to note. One huge one is preparation. If you don't have your agenda already sorted before the meeting, you're done. Yeah, you're done it just comes across as it only takes 20 minutes to think about the five things you need to think about. Yeah, and write them down. Just make sure that they're written down. Yeah, pop it in an email, send it through. I think Ooh, that's... in advance. In advance. Um, the other thing that goes along with that, and it's a pet peeve of mine and yours, I believe, um, sending a calendar invite. If uh, How many meetings have you missed because there was never any communication after someone saying, hey, let's catch up about that? Yeah, the pet peeve is no calendar invite. That's right. Based. If there's no calendar invite, then the risk is no one's going to show up. Yeah. Even if you've had verbal agreement. So make sure if you're booking in a meeting, book it in your calendar, in your Google calendar, if you use Google, which you should, or whatever, Outlook, and then send the other members of that meeting an invite so that everyone has the information that this is when the meeting is and this is where it is. Yeah. And also if you're not at your computer or you're just on the phone and you're walking through the park on your way back from lunch, you like literally say, hey, I'm not at my computer. Can you send a calendar invite yeah, through for that? Totally uh, acceptable. I, yep. Yeah. And we do this all the time. Mm. One of us will just do the calendar invite and that's how we know what the hell we're doing. Yep. So good. All right, next one, lead confidently. We've talked about that a bit. It is so important that you are leading 
a meeting, if it's a meeting that you've set up and you, you are the instigator, you need to lead that thing and make sure that they feel like you're leading. Yeah, and I don't want to get that confused with dominating a meeting. Or talking too much. Oh, my goodness. Or talking over people. Or talking over people. That's not how you lead confidently by setting an agenda, by setting what the purpose of the meeting is, and by asking good questions. That's one of the other things to note in our summary here is make sure that you are giving plenty of space for the other people in the meeting to speak. There's nothing worse than someone who just loves the sound of their own voice and everyone in that meeting's got really valuable things to contribute but don't have the space to because the person that is leading it thinks leading looks like talking a lot. Yeah, I find it quite helpful. Sometimes you know that there's someone in the meeting who has more to give than what they are because they don't want to speak over people. They're waiting to be prompted. Yeah. So just go ahead and prompt them. Yeah, just call them out. Say, hey, Jim, we haven't heard from you this meeting yet, but I I reckon you've got something great to share. Have you got any thoughts on this? Yeah, or be a bit more specific. Hey, Jim, I know you're the specialist in timelines and you're going to have to schedule everyone's calendars. What do you think the best time would be that we could get together? Come on. Cool. All right, let's move it on. Hold on, how long we got? We've hit 45 minutes, so we're over time on our current meeting, Caleb, but I think we can wrap it up pretty well. We can wrap it up. So we've said listen lots, make sure you facilitate good discussion. And then the last thing is email summary after the meeting. Now, this is a next level kind of thing as someone who is a meeting aficionado, (laughs) sending email next steps and action items after the meeting to all of the meeting participants, people will be impressed by you. I love it when someone sends me after oh, action meeting notes. Yeah, You're come like, on. wow, they yes. just did my job for me. Oh, it's so good. And a couple of quick tips, tools. There are so many tools for this. I use Grain. I know Otter is another great one. And it's an AI tool that'll transcribe your whole meeting. So if you integrate it with your Zoom or your Teams account, it'll transcribe the whole meeting and it will pull out the action items based on what you spoke about and summarize them for you. So it's even easier to do that now. Yeah, one thing you got to be careful about when you're summer if you're in the meeting and you're summarizing, you've got to be careful that people don't start going, oh, but I didn't really mention this before. It, it has to be a summary. You're like, look, there might be another discussion that needs to be had on this point. So let's schedule a f- another meeting to focus yep. in on that thing. And it yep. might only take us 15 minutes, but right now I've got to go to another meeting. I've yep. got to write the after action steps and send them through to you. Yeah, yeah, great. So make sure that everyone leaves knowing what's going to happen next and who's going to do what. Yeah, speaking of which, Caleb, who has to do what at the end of this recording? We have to wrap it up, say thanks and see you later. And yeah, that's about it. I was thinking more as an example of, of our post-production <laughs> oh, of right this on. meeting. Okay, all right. So uh, this meeting slash recording, episode recording. Tell me what you're going to do. After you hit stop record, I'm going to take this SD card out and I'm going to put it in my computer and upload the files to Google Drive and send them to Amy. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I see that come through because it goes onto our Trello board. It does. And I can see that. And what are you going to do? Oh, yeah, I'm going to... I don't know who someone got to get someone to take a photo. Yeah, we will actually. We'll outsource that to we'll someone in at the Emporium Creative yeah. Hub, <laughs> the wonderful creatives we surround ourselves with. But what my role is to do is to jump into Photoshop, upload that photo, drop it into the Trello board, and then I think that's really all that we need to do. Actually, yeah. mm. I want to share the presentation of how uh-huh. I got that 
artwork across the line. Oh, for the Golden Vine. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to Chris. I think he'll have right. no dramas with it. Great. But I'm gonna I'm gonna grab that Prezo and I'm gonna digitize it in a way that can be shared on socials. Ooh. And I'll send that across to Amy so she can post that when she's finished editing. Love it. It'll be in the show notes. It'll be on the Instagram post. <laughs> All right. That, that's it for us. I hope you've got a lot of value and you're going to have better meetings. I would love some questions and comments on this content if you've got any. So shoot those through to us. We've got a website now. Is it live? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so get on our website, countrycreatives.com.au or jump on uh, Instagram and, and comment on the tile for this episode. Yeah, and if you're still listening at this point, don't wow. forget, <laughs> Caleb asked you to prompt him on what we should do in the intros. So yeah. let's not go over that again. No. Let's just get some just cool ideas coming in. Yep. Talk to you soon. Bye. Great to have you on board for another episode of Country Creators Podcast, which was the brainchild of Reese Handy and Caleb Maxwell and produced by myself, Amy Chapman, with loads of support from the Emporium Creative Hub in Mitchell Street, Bendigo. If you want to catch up on all of the episodes uh, as well as today's, if you want to go back and write down some notes on how to conduct your best ever meetings, then go to countrycreatives.com.au and you'll find all of the past episodes there. If you want to let Reese and Caleb know how they can improve, or not improve, but vary up their introductions to the podcast, then make sure to jump onto Instagram for today's episode and leave them some suggestions in the comments or via a message. We'll have another episode in two weeks' time and we would love it if you could join us then. Make sure you don't miss it by subscribing or liking us via your favourite podcasting platform. We'll be in your ears really soon. Bye.